the game is over and you want more. When the news breaks and you want more. When you wake up and you want more. It's highlights, it's breakdowns, it's analysis, it's opinion. It's curbside reaction. Your next day post-game podcast. And it starts now. A tremendous effort, um, top to bottom. Um, we really bought in and uh, we played the right way and we were successful. And I think um, we understand here that what we're here for is to win and win hockey games, get points and make playoffs. And um, tonight is a great example of uh, how we need to play and um, just a, a smooth night. I think the forecheck starting from the first shift of the game, uh, first period was strong and we kind of just wore them down um, over time. And, you know, it's, uh, it's simple and effective and predictable and uh, it makes us all kind of be on the same page and it was really good to see him being on the east i, I haven't seen him much uh over the years and um you always hear about it when you watch it on tv but um he's his shot's the real deal and he's uh pretty tricky so um they got a couple good players over there and it's uh it was fun and i think like i said back to us we just we did a great job so it's a good response and i think that builds relentlessness and um that's a key part to success in this league yeah when you look back at the game um that's a key moment, you know, let's hold that 2 nothing lead going into the third period is, is big. And uh, that's what we talk about, you know, is, is game management. And um, that was an opportunity for, for the penalty kill to get the job done. And um, it was uh, it was good. Well, there's your shutout winning goaltender, Jordan Bennington, as he blanked the caps last night. The Blues got three goals on a shorthanded goal from Pareko, a delayed penalty goal from Shen, and a power play goal from Neighbors. And the St. Louis Blues avenged their loss in Washington on Thursday night with a 3-0 victory last night over the Washington Capitals on Hall of Fame night at Enterprise Center. Hello, everybody. I'm Chris Kerber, and welcome into Curbside Reaction, your next day postgame podcast featuring everything St. Louis Blues. And it was a fun night at Enterprise Center as the St. Louis Blues honored this year's 2024 Hall of Fame class of Mike Leute, Keith Kachuk, and the late great Pavel Dimitra. And the Blues honored it by scoring three goals in the game. Jordan Bennington got the shutout, and let's get you to the highlights. Blues battle for the puck on the near side. They get it out. Pareko's going to lead a shorthanded rush over the line. Shoot! Score! Colton Pareko! Shorthanded goal for the Blues. 1-0 St. Louis. 17-23 to go. Period. Number one. Short-handed goal number 10 on the year for the Blues. Puck to the near wing, Butch Navich with the goalie pulled extra man on. Falk to the captain, Shin. Near wing, Butch Navich to Falk straight away. Back to Shin. He scores! Braden Shin! Delayed penalty, six on five. A one-timer in. And the St. Louis Blues have made it two to nothing. 12 16 to go, period two. Oh my, Look, what a save. cover that one up. Holy smokes. What a save right there to keep this a 2-0 game. A broken play off a face-off win. TJ Oshie's going to give it to Pacioretty, and you're going to see Alex Ovechkin. You hear the oohs and the ahs from the crowd. He goes back door right through the blue paint in the grade eight. Gets stonewalled there by the blocker of Jordan Bennington. What a save. Maybe the save of the game so far. Slap shot to the net. Goes just wide. Then another save. Bennington got to the near side. Denying Max Pacioretty and a puck cleared out. Shot gets blocked on. Pad save. Right leg. Bennington. Puck comes into his pads. He'll cover it up with Sunquist standing behind him. 
Giving his leg a little extra strength. Man, has he been good on this penalty kill. Well, i tell you one thing. If the Blues win this game, you're going to look back at this moment. I mean, this has been huge. Thomas over to the far wing. Kairou leads the team with eight power play points to Thomas. He scores! Deflected in front, I believe, by Neighbors. On a shot from Thomas. And a power play goal has the Blues up 3-0. 409 to play, period number three. Out to the neutral zone, McMichael to the near wing, Malenstein to the goal, trying to center, and it ends up behind the net. Krug has it, three seconds to go. Two left, that'll do it. Hall of Fame weekend and Jordan Bennington puts an exclamation mark on it with a shutout. And you can bring out the Zamboni. The Blues defeat the Capitals by a score of three to nothing. Bennington with his second shutout of the season. And the St. Louis Blues back in the win column before they head out to Western Canada on Monday. Well, it was a great game for Jordan Bennington, his 14th career shutout. That moves him past Roman Turek for fifth all-time on the St. Louis Blues shutout list. Brian Elliott, first all-time with 25. Then you've got Jake Allen. Then you've got Yara Halak followed by Glenn Hall, and now Jordan Bennington in sole possession of fifth place on the Blues' all-time shutout list. That's also career win number 132, only 19 wins behind his mentor and agent Mike Leute for the all-time win list for the St. Louis Blues. He was fantastic after the game, talking not about just the goaltender, but Jake Neighbors and more. Steve Ott was kind enough to join us. Steve, congratulations on the victory. Always special to get a win like that when the kind of former Blues that are in the building and some of them you know well. Absolutely, uh, full 60 minute effort. Really proud of the group today, a bounce back that we needed, obviously. And uh, to have that full 60, to be playing in front of those legends that were at our game and being honored last night, which you did a heck of a job with JK. Uh, it was special for the Blues players that were there. It was special for the uh, community. And uh, to, to back it up with this type of effort was outstanding. Steve, you love the 60 minutes. Was there a specific aspect of the game that you were most proud of as a coach? You know what? We played the game the right way. You know, the pucks were put into situations that, that advanced, that made it hard on them. We were connected, uh, our D were tight in gaps. I mean, I can go down and on, but uh, the, the game for the, for, the, for the 60, Binner stood when he needed to stand, or PK was solid throughout. Uh, all those type areas that you need out of this group to be successful was there tonight. Steve, well, what can you tell us about the uh, first full season so far of Jake Neighbors and your thoughts on him thus far this year? You know what, he keeps getting better every single uh, week to month now, and he's established himself as a, a, a very good up-and-coming player for us. And uh, not only on the ice, but his character as a young guy is is uh, second to none, and it's it's only going to get continue to get better with this kid. Following Steve Ott, we had a chance to talk to the captain, Braden Shen. How nice was that kind of rebound game for you guys tonight? Yeah, uh, solid from, uh, from puck drop. Um, Got some saves, played good defense, tracked hard, uh, gave them nothing, and uh, um, you know, solid performance, good bounce back uh, in uh, the home and home. Uh, Braden, take me into the game within the game. Of course, uh, I think the physicality certainly heated up there in the second period off the Wilson hit on Jake Neighbors. We saw you patrol in the red line at a TV timeout with Wilson. Take us into that conversation, if you don't mind. Ha! Uh, he's a tough guy. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I wasn't asking him to fight or anything of that. He's got a bubble on, broke his nose, so. 
just uh, we don't. You got you got to take matters into your own hands sometimes, and and not just me, but I think uh, a guy like Robert Thomas and Matt Kessel stepping up tonight when Bucci got hit uh, twice there, and um, that shows uh, you're, you're playing for one another, and we need more of that. And um, you know, I guess uh, Wilson spiced it up tonight and, and brought some intensity to the ring tonight. Well, let's head down to the media room now and hear on the Curbside Reaction podcast, hear from your head coach of the St. Louis Blues, Drew Bannister. Obviously, as, as a group, we weren't happy, you know, with our effort over the last two games, you know. And tonight, uh, it was it was a complete game. As, as far as I've been here, that's that's been our most complete game, you know, from you know, top down, our forwards, our defense, our goaltending, uh, power play, PK. Uh, there was guys played hard and they played the right way. And now it's it, the challenge is, is, you know, to continue to build on that, um, you know, and have consistency with that type of game. I think we just, we managed the puck a lot better. So we gave ourselves opportunities to get to a four check and, you know, I thought our puck placement uh, gave us the opportunity to take better routes to, to stall pucks earlier. Um, and overall, I thought it was it was much better than it has been in previous games. It starts with playing direct and being predictable, and then puck placement. You know, uh, and and then being able to get to those pucks. You know, and and outnumber quickly. And I thought we did that more consistently tonight. You know, the guys as a whole, they were consistent in playing a direct game, especially I thought in the first period. You know, we had a, a very good start and, you know, they, they played a game that is indicative of playing winning hockey. Not one guy stuck out. I, I thought all of, our, all of our guys, I mean, I can go through the lineup. Like, everybody contributed here tonight. It was, you know, it was... A total team effort from the whole group, but I didn't. You know, I said this before. Like Nathan, he just he gives an honest effort every night or day practice. He just he comes to work. I mean, I was surprised. Like the second period, I thought we were you know <clears throat> pretty good, but I mean, offensively, the first and the third was more dominant for us, I guess, and, and time spent. But I thought we did a lot of good things in, in the second period. And, you know, the one goal we scored, we were able to, you know, three-quarter ice some. I think we got a couple of zone line changes, which kind of led to them being tired. And we were able to create a penalty, which led to a goal. So I thought we did a lot of good things in the second period. Maybe it didn't show up on the, on the score clock. But, um, you know, the first and the third, and when I go through, the chances we didn't give up a lot give up a lot in the first and third obviously their power play in the second we relied on Binner to make some some pretty spectacular saves there kind of had a couple bad bounces that went didn't go our way but he was able to you know recover and 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 make some pretty key saves I'm happy for him like he's played so well for us I mean both goalies have played extremely well for us and you know the the group in front of them I'm not to say it was in a I don't think there's any easy shutouts, but the guys played hard in front of him tonight, and, and he deserved to have a shutout. Well, it's just the consistency of doing that. You know, I think it, you know, it starts with our effort, number one, you know, and a lot of those things 
are controllable. Like they're, they're things that we control as individuals is, you know, our, our effort in our game, our consistency in our game. Um, and I think, but it has to start with effort. That's, you have to come to work. Uh, you have to put in an honest effort, effort every day, you know, every shift, every period, every game. And I thought our guys as a whole did that tonight. There was a lot to break down in that game. It had some great physicality in the second period. And when we broke things down with Joe Vitale after the game, we just started about the Blues needing to find the right way to play the game. You look at the game, and, and typically you can break the, the problems of the game and the success of the game down on, on two things. Is it, is it a will issue or is it a skill issue? You know, some days you got the will, but you don't have the skill. Maybe you don't get the bounces and whatever. You don't get the calls your way. Maybe a couple soft ones go in. Uh, but the will's there, but maybe the skill isn't there, and then vice versa. And in certain games, curves, you got the will and the skill is a problem, which we saw a couple days ago there in Washington. The, the Blues didn't come out with jump, which uh, led them to lack timing, execution, passing, and there was this overall just lethargicness to their game, which, of course, uh, was one of the more poor games of the season. Now, in this game, you had everything together. And to Steve's point, he loved the effort and he loved the execution. The will and the skill was both there, I mean, from start to finish. Now, it's very hard, almost nearly impossible, to put together a win like what you saw on tonight's ice without that will. You need that passion. You need the energy. You need the start. You need that, that overall just zip to your game. you got to come in, and you got to run onto the ice, and you got to want to make a difference. Tonight, you look at this ice. It was full of players that wanted the puck. They wanted to make plays. They wanted to be the way out. right? You saw it all over the place. And I think when you play that way, you get an early lead like the Blues did on their 10th shorthanded goal, which is now tied for first in the National Hockey League from Colton Pareko. That set them up to play what Steve Ott referred to as just a great overall game. And what does that look like? You have the lead, so you play a very passive, defensive first style. You don't need to take risk. You don't need to jump. You don't need to send an extra defenseman up there a lot. Make sure you keep two guys back, have a good high forward, be disciplined, be structured, take away the middle of the ice and look at the scoreboard and then just eat clock. And that's what the Blues did for the last two, two and a half periods was just simply that. Eat clock, play responsible, and they found their chances then took advantage. Well, Jordan Bennington continues an extremely strong run of hockey for the St. Louis Blues. And when we talked to Bernie Federko about him, he said Jordan Bennington reminds him so much of Mike Leute because Jordan right now just continues to give his team a chance to win every single night. His 14th career shutout, which passes him now past Roman Turek. He and Roman Turek had been tied with 13 career shutouts for fifth all-time on the Blues list. So Jordan Bennington, who picks up win number 132, 19 behind Mike Leute's franchise record of 151, now is fifth all-time in shutouts for the Blues, trailing Brian Elliott, who has 25, Jake Allen, 21, Halak had 20, Glenn Hall, the great Glenn Hall, had 16, and now two behind him is Jordan Bennington. Well, and I look at that game, Curbs, and, and there was a moment I mentioned it on the broadcast the Washington Capitals had a power play late in that second period. It was a 2-0 game, and Ovechkin got stopped by Bennington backdoor right off the hop. And then it was Pacioretty just moments later off the, the puck that smoked the end wall on the near side, which Bennington got a left pad on. And then it was about a minute later with the top unit still on the ice where Dylan Strome had a right pad save uh, for Bennington, which kept out. And even though he was sprawled out, he decided to keep that puck on net with a little help from Scandella on his back leg there. 
There were just three big-time saves in that game, and I remember saying in the broadcast, if the Blues win this game, you better keep an eye on that, that sequence right there. I mean, that's what a power play can do for you. It can give you some life. It can get you back into a game. And that's certainly what the Washington Capitals were hoping to do uh, there throughout that stretch of that power play right there. But Bennington, that was the best stretch of the game was right there. Those three saves kept it a 2 nothing game and got the Blues out of that period was still a 2 nothing lead heading into that third period. And that, to me, what really set up uh, the structure and the defensive savviness for this Blues team to, to close out this game in that third period. We heard from uh, Steve Ott talking about Jake Neighbors as well. And this is a heck of a season for Jake uh, his first full season in the National Hockey League. Remember, year one, he was here for a while. They sent him back to junior hockey. Last year, up and down, you know, between the minor leagues in Springfield and here. This year, he started on the fourth line. He's worked his way into a top six role. He's now worked his way onto a top power play unit. He's having a terrific year. And, man, what a terrific young very hockey IQ smart hockey player they have with him. I think this was the best game he's played all season long. I mean, from top to bottom, he had a fight for every inch here tonight. Curbs, he got banged around so much here. Uh, about three hits he's had on Wilson. They were heavy hits, and, and they, they were they were full speed. Tom Wilson, he was coming full speed right in the train tracks. You know, we saw him in, in it with Faravari. We saw him with Carlson. You know, he drew the penalty where Nick Dowd took him down in that third period, which eventually set up the power play goal that Jake Neighbors would have. And all in all, I thought it was a full package, full effort, all the categories of the game, check it. Check every single one off for Jake Neighbors. He, he played some terrific hockey. He's just got that old-school blood in him. He's a smart player. And, again, we can talk so much about how he's gotten to this point, but just his ability to surround himself with some of the best in the game, the maturest of the game, has certainly set him up for, for – uh, the potential to be uh, one of the one of the best Blues players down this stretch of the game, and you know, watching a quick interview with him and Andy Strickland on the, I mean, look at his face; he's all cut up, his nose is busted, he's got a little bit of black underneath his right eye, and you can tell that that was a warrior game for him. He had to earn every inch out there, he had to fight for every inch, and certainly he took it all the way down the stretch of that third period and earned himself a power play goal, which was a big one. He is proving that he can't be pushed out of a game, and that is something that some it is can be sometimes a hard thing, but. There tonight, he's like, nope, doesn't matter to me, and, and, and goes at it. No, last thing for your Bud Light three stars, the Blues once again proved tonight how important special teams are. Well, the shorthanded goal by Pareko, that got things rocking and rolling, and then, of course, the power play, which sealed it off there at the end to make it give you your third goal, which, of course, was the uh, the final goal of the game, and the Blues win this game 3 nothing. The only other, of course, uh, situation, you know, we didn't see any 5-on-5 five -five goals this whole game, Curbs. Because even right. that Braden Shen goal, which is a six-on-five advantage after the uh, the goalie pulled because a, a Nick Dowd delayed penalty on Jordan Cairo. So uh, there wasn't a situation on the ice where we saw five-on-five. So although not a special teams goal, it was an odd-man advantage goal, uh, which is which is huge. So uh, you look at how the Blues have taken advantage twice here tonight with the man advantage, uh, Shen and Neighbors, and then the shorthanded goal by Pareko to really get things rocking and rolling here. And it's an amazing stat still, but the Blues with ten shorthanded goals tied for first in the National Hockey League. And yep. uh, this is a game where you have goaltending, you have special teams, you put those two together, you're going to give yourself a heck of a chance to win a hockey game. Bud Light, three stars of the game, and the Joe Vitale work boots. Number three here tonight, Colton Pareko with the shorty. Number two, Braden Shen with the second goal of the game. And I'm going to go with Jordan Bennington with the shutout with the number one star and work boots. We talked a lot about him right there, but Jake Neighbors gets the last goal there, and he just had a hard-fought battle and uh, really, really impressed by this young man's willingness and, and persistence in a game, especially one like this. It's a tough game. Sometimes a lot of younger players, they kind of fizzle out. They kind of go away in a tough game like this, especially going up, up against some tougher players in the National Hockey League, including Tom Wilson, but he didn't back 
down one bit. So Jake Neighbors, he's earned the work boots. With a face like that, you earned the work <laughs> boots. <laughs> you, earned, you definitely earned the work boots. Thank you, Joe. Let's check in with Tim Woodburn, Tim, a veteran broadcaster of 13 seasons of play-by-play for hockey. He's also covered major and minor league sports for 30 years. He's a published author. He's a veteran radio man, and here's his take on last night's game. Well, Chris, this was one of those Red Auerbach games for Drew Bannister. 3-0, only 18 shots allowed. He could have fired up a cigar or smoked it on the bench for the last three minutes of the game like Red used to do. But seriously, all those sabermetricians out there, how many teams have ever lost a game when they only allow 18 shots and they score two special teams goals? Of course, one power play, one penalty kill for the Blues tonight. I'm sure you and Joey have uh, done a great job breaking the game down. I just want to talk about Alex Ovechkin. You know, he's having such a poor season. There was talk at one time he could pass Wayne Gretzky for the all-time lead in goals. I'll tell you, guys that uh, crumble, crumble quick uh, in the NHL. I mean, Ovechkin scored over 50 goals as a rookie, and this year he's got less than 10. He's got fewer than Cairo. We may have seen the last of him, and I hope that uh, Blues fans enjoyed him uh, while he was around for the last 18 years. Nice win for the Blues tonight, 3-0. For Curbside Reaction, this is Tim Woodburn. Tim, thank you very much. Two quick takeaways for me from the game from last night. Number one, I want to talk about the referees. We had what I thought was a terrifically officiated game. But at the one point in time, you had Wes McCauley trying to decide how does he handle a melee that happened right in front of the two benches. And it was a perfect way of doing it with unsportsmanlike conduct penalties handed out to Thomas and Kessel and Fervari and McMichael. You could see just how different the game is when you've got a confident, seasoned, really strong, communicative referee that can manage the game. And when you get young referees are able to work with a guy like Wes McCauley, that is a great thing for the National Hockey League. It, the, some, look, sometimes we can be really hard on the refs, and me, no doubt, one of the guys that can be. Because their job is to get it right. That's part of the job. But Wes McCauley is a great mentor for some of those guys, and you saw his control of the game, I thought, in a great way, especially in the second period last night. I take away from a Blues standpoint from last night's game, boy, if there's one thing that going into the second half of this season, maybe the offseason, when you look at a hole in the St. Louis Blues lineup, and Braden Shen touched on this when he talked about the players standing up for each other the way that Kessel, the way that Thomas did on the hit by, that was put onto Pavel Butchnevich. The Blues need some jam in the lineup. And you get into next season, if a Jimmy Snuggerud gets into the lineup, if a Dalibor Dvorsky makes the team, if one of the young first-round Swedes makes the team next year, having a big veteran presence, having somebody with some jam, to stand up, to protect the guys. And you need more than just Braden Shen. And the loss of a guy like Robert Bortuz was a big one on that front for the St. Louis Blues. You need somebody in the lineup on a regular basis that can bark back at the other team, take some heat, take some pressure off those young players. That's a critical part of a young player's growth in the National Hockey League as they develop so they feel comfortable out on the ice because it is still a man's game. It is still an intimidation game. And it is a very important part. And if there is one group aspect for this team that could be handled by bringing in a player or two that have a little more jam, it's going to be a big beneficial thing for the St. Louis Blues, whether that happens in the second half of this season or definitely in the offseason going into next year. But it is definitely something, in my opinion, to keep an eye on. 
Well, a big thank you to Grant Francis for helping edit the podcast for you here tonight. It's Curbside Reaction, your next day postgame podcast. Congratulations to the Hall of Famers, Mike Leute, Keith Kachuk, and, of course, the late great Pavel Dimitra. His family was in town. That was special to see. A big 3-0 shutout for Jordan Bennington. The Blues back in the win column, and they head out to Western Canada to begin a road trip through Calgary, Vancouver, and Seattle starting Tuesday night in Calgary. I'm Chris Kerber. Have a great rest of your weekend. And we will see you at the rink.